The time has finally come, and now we are here at the second season of the Lindsay Morgan Snyder Podcast. Welcome back. Please take your seats. This season, your host will talk to all kinds of storytellers from right here in the center of it all, the place where dreamers gather, Hollywood. From actors to producers to creative directors and dancers, from pastors to models to music makers and Hollywood executives, we will be exploring what Jesus has been up to behind the scenes for decades and the exciting things that he's bringing to the forefront through his favorite Hollywood players. It's sure to be a great show. Also, speaking of great things, we are thrilled to share about Lindsay's new product platform where more wisdom, breakthrough, and joy are sure to be released. Check out lindsaymorgansnyder.com for more info. And now, welcome your host, Lindsay Morgan Snyder. Okay, guys, I am pumped to have my friend Molly here. We were just laughing a whole bunch. We're sitting in her professional studio here, folks. Can you imagine the the technology that we're sitting in front of? Actually, the technology of I had to call Molly just about 30 minutes before she was supposed to come. And I was like, hey, Molls, I don't know what you know. I know you're like in production, but the lawn guys are here and it's really loud. So if you have any ideas, she's like, no, Lens, I don't have any ideas. I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, but what I got is a cell phone in front of my face. That's our microphone. Listen, you can do anything. It does you don't need you don't need to wait. So you have all the equipment. Just start it. Exactly. We are start talking with the cell phone. Start the cell phone. We are talking on my cell phone, which you guys probably can tell because my production quality, my sound quality isn't amazing. But it's high to very high. What? Your your quality is high to very high. <laughs> No, not. I know it is, Miles. It is. It just takes it up a notch. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, we are here already having fun, and we're gonna have lots of fun with you today because that's what we do, right, Miles? That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. One of my favorite memories of Molly is her laughing on the floor of one of our dinner parties yeah it was my favorite we get laughing we get laughing and it is so fun and because (laughs) the holy spirit is so fun so there's that so fun all right malls so you know i really love the story about like your like your parents or i know it's not a huge story but i just love how they were saved so let me share a little bit about mama and papa yeah yeah, quick background of my life i grew up did grow up in a Christian home. Thank the Lord. I don't know what I would have done otherwise. But um, some people were born born to do that, like Lindsay Morgan Snyder. Wait, born to do what? <laughs> to find Christ in a later time of life and still survive somehow. <laughs> yes, God carries us through I even when we don't know him. Like, oh, we got to get Molly saved real quick. <laughs> But my parents, they both were came out of the hippie kind of like druggy movement and met the Lord pretty radically and had their lives changed and just like were basically first generation Christians for their families and then raised up me and my sister to just love Jesus as well. Um, my dad passed away when I was 11. So it's just my mom has been raising, yeah, has raised me and my sister and has been just such a godly uh, mom and still like she's got her own little facebook ministry <laughs> i love that i need to follow yeah. molly's mom's facebook yeah. ministry is yeah. her name nancy no her sister is though oh. <laughs> sorry i had the wrong name there mom yeah, yeah. <laughs> cap yeah. oh i love that that's so cute yeah. i love that they were saved out of the 
the Jesus movement. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay, so your first kind of encounter with like movies um, was at Universal, right? Well, yeah, like my first encounter of like, I realized that I had like something in me that was like really fired up about entertainment industry. I was, I mean, I had watched movies my whole life and all that kind of stuff, but like the actual like awakening of something in me, um, I went on a trip to Universal Studios in Florida as a high schooler and was touring one of the movie sets. I think it was Harmon Dalmatians. And then also sat in on one of their like, television shows that they were shooting for Nickelodeon and something in me just like lit up. I was like, what is this? Like, how do I do this? And I'm like this small town Michigan girl, like 4,000 people from like my city. Um, And I'm like, I don't know how, how one would, how would one ever do something like this? (laughs) (laughs) And how old were you? Like 12 or? No, like 17 probably. Oh, wow. So you were just getting ready to go to college in a couple of years. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. It's yeah, yeah. crazy. But I'm so- telling you, like small town. So like big, big town city experiences were like, um, like huge for me. Like something lit up in me about like being in big cities even too. It was just, it's probably God preparing me for Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. No, <laughs> that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So my town was 8,000, which you and I talked Crazy. about. Yeah. So I know a little bit about yes. what you're talking about, but 4,000, like yeah. that's, that's half the size. I can imagine that is super, super small. So you went to college and you studied, what else do we study when we come fun. from small towns? I studied fun <laughs> for a little bit for the first couple of years of my life or years of my career there until... I landed on communications and my, I went to a small private Christian school, so it wasn't like geared or set up for like media or movie kind of stuff, but that was like the closest communications. It was as close as, you know, what I could get to, to like getting some sort of experience in that kind of stuff. And still yet I have no clue. Like, how do I like get into the movie and like I had no like verbiage for like how to do this or what to do so but it was still on your heart like, still and, my heart and God was kind of speaking to you about it at that time yeah. or not yet not yeah yet. it was okay. just like these little like uh inklings and like drops that he was just like placing in me like hmm. you like this you like this but I didn't know that I could like it like as something that I could like actually actually do I think it felt like so far off but I'm like still gonna try pursuing it but I really don't know what I'm doing yeah. Oh, I mean, that sounds like God. Still the case. <laughs> yeah, still the case. <laughs> sounds like God to me. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. But you did then end up going to like a little film academy after that, right? Yeah, right after I graduated college. It was like a 12-week film program and sitting there and like hearing these guys talk to me about like film structure and just like how God is moving in, in, the, in Hollywood and all that kind of stuff. Um, something lit up in me. And then, oh, I forgot we... Uh, I also got connected or heard about, I think this was like 2004. I went to this like little like Hollywood screenwriting seminar in my city in small town, like Grand Rapids. Wow. Um, I like did not have the money to do it, but I knew I was supposed to go do it just in faith. And um, this was like maybe a year later after I did this little film thing. And they showed a video of the Hollywood Prayer Network, which was in Hollywood, praying for believers. And that was the first time I was like, oh my gosh, like somebody's doing, like, this is me. Like, this is me. Like alarms, like, wow. I love the Hollywood Prayer Network. I know them too. 
connected to them and meet with Karen and all that kind of stuff. So I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Yeah. Isn't that cool? God is so smart. I love him. No, <laughs> he's smart. So okay, then you you were in Miami for a little while because you worked with the youth like a lot of your right. career. So I thought I was gonna do. I kept saying I just have this like passion for film production. And I'm going to do film production, whatever that meant. I had no clue what that even meant. Uh, and then I basically did like 10 years of youth ministry. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag preparing you. Hashtag preparing me. <laughs> In a very yeah. unusual way. Yeah, it was just this like other gift and passion that God gave me that I didn't really know that I had until I started like volunteering for Youth for Christ when I was in college. And then when I got out of college, it was like just something that I was pouring into high school students all the time through that organization in Michigan. And then was recruited to go to Miami and start like a, it's called campus life, start a chapter there in a high school of 5,000 kids. Wow. <laughs> wow. It was a little overwhelming, a little big undertaking for me, but that was one of the first places where God started like bringing me into like deeper, like that was like the biggest faith step for me of I had to fundraise and I was like moving to a totally different culture and whatever so it's like back then he was like starting to like show me that a lot of my life is going to be fashioned around major faith like risks and jumps which has helped been helpful (laughs) as I moved out here (laughs) I feel like everyone I talk to that's like called out here to LA Hollywood entertainment whatnot they they do have to learn this (laughs) for some reason I'm not sure exactly why but sure we'll find out man so, and I know we're going to keep, and just so y'all know, we're going to keep some things like unnamed just right. because, yeah, like when you work in these kind of places, you have to do that. But, um, but I love the story of when you ended up ministering mm-hmm. at the porn convention. Wow. Yeah, that's a big jump. So I, I moved to Miami 2005-2007. In that time period, I had gotten connected or just like found out about this ministry that reaches out to people in the porn industry or adult entertainment industry, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Okay. Um, and they like were very bold and would go into porn conventions and they would, you know, tell people that Jesus loves them, give Bibles away. And I like kind of oddly supernaturally got connected to them and they invited me to go to a show with them in Miami. And it ended up being like the most like powerful ministry experience that I had had to date there and was like, ministering to these women um who came like there was one woman I remember who drove down from North Carolina for the weekend to like dance in a cage and she got like you know she she was you know wearing basically nothing but like just 20s and whatever just shoved all into her we'll call it bathing attire is what it was not just but um I ended up having a huge conversation with her she came to our booth and we ended up sitting on the floor her boyfriend there as well and she comes come like come to find out she's a believer and goes she told me what church she goes to north carolina but like just ministering to her and like telling her how valuable and loved she is and she's just like weeping on the floor there like crying and that was like one of my first like i mean totally different entertainment (laughs) ministry experience but one of those like out of the box like god was showing me like he's giving me this like heart to be in like pretty crazy situations and minister to people that are very on the like just outside the box of what the normal church is, has allowed I guess or been open to so yeah wow yeah. that's so powerful I love that story that's yeah. like 
Yeah, I've heard of different organizations doing that, and I've always been like, wow, that's so mm-hmm. powerful. I love that. Love that. Everybody is worthy of redemption. This is so true. 100%. 100%. Um, okay, so then you knew you were, like, eventually coming to L.A. Right. And you had a couple, so, like, almosts, right? Yeah, there's a couple almosts. I, I mean, a big chunk of time, uh, like, after I went to Miami, I then lived in Minneapolis for, like, five, six years working for a missions organization there, working with youth again. Hmm. I couldn't, it seems like I could not get away from that route for whatever reason not like it was a bad thing it was just like I tried getting out of youth ministry and then God just kept bringing it back but all that while while I was living living in Minneapolis like the the draw and desire kept getting stronger for like moving to LA and doing something there in the entertainment industry um and but prior like prior to moving to Minneapolis I was living in, in Michigan again and I think it was like 2007 is when God started giving me like just these like ideas of like, Hey, you know, all this ministry that you've been doing with all these youth, Mm. this like relational one-on-one ministry. He's like, you can do that in LA. And that's, I want you to do that in LA. And I was like, what? And I had done tons of camps and retreats with youth as well. And he started like giving me vision for that in Hollywood and like taking artists and entertainers away on retreats to like refresh them and all that kind of stuff. So that's like, yeah, 2007 on until I moved out here. It was just kind of like this like groaning in me of like, God, you're like giving me such a heart and passion for all these people. And like sort of like I was an intercessor (laughs) to the like hardcore intercessor for the entertainment industry before you moved out here so wow yeah wow i love that that's mm-hmm. so amazing so you said that you came out here on kind of a like dreaming trip or just to yeah, check things out visit a friend exactly. and you had like a really cool experience yep so i think that was i think it was 2009 maybe 2010 but i was working for that missions organization in minnesota and i had a like a vacation at the end of the summer and i had a one of my good friends from college lived out here and was like, you know, doing ministry stuff out here. And it was always like, come, you know, like come visit. And I'm like, okay. And so I, I came with the intent of like, well, let's check this out. Let's see if I can like see myself living here and what's got up to all that kind of stuff. And I get here and have like this amazing trip and like totally, yes, can see myself living out here. And one of the things that I did was I took a tour of this theater, um, very well-known, famous theater, and just, like, wanted to see the inside of it and just, yeah, hear what it's all about. And um, one of the major award shows is filmed there every year, and they brought us onto the stage, and they're like, hey, if you, like, this might be your only time that you're ever on the stage, and if you want to, like, give your own fake or you know acceptance speech like this would be your only time to ever be on the stage and I was like well that's kind of dumb but <laughs> but kind of cool I guess yeah but I also knew that one of my favorite shows that I have always dreamt of like working for and being around also um films there at the end of their season and so under my breath on stage I was like I do declare I will work for this show one day wow and then fast forward when I moved out here I don't know where you want it what you want, 
how you want to lead into that, but <laughs> how, how we want to get to that fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's so cool. I love that. I love this because it wasn't like a month later that right. this all happened, oh, totally. right? Yeah. It was like five years later yeah. that you ended up coming to LA, moving here, yeah. and then the story continues. Yes, the story continues. I mean, there's so much that happens in between that time <laughs> period, but suffice it to say, it. I knew like the year, like the year before I moved here, there was just like some big stirrings of like, okay, it you like need to like cut the cord here basically and start set, you know, pointing your sails towards Los Angeles and like basically get over it, get over your fear. And the Lord spoke very clearly to me. I think the end of December of 2014 is like, tis go time. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what? And I just knew, like, it was go to, like, there was no, like, going back on that, on that, from that point on. I was like, okay, it's time to go. And I had, like, this, like, ministry mentor that I actually got connected to through this, like, the porn ministry situation. And I called him, and he was doing ministry out here already, like, very similar to what was on my heart. And I told him what I had on my heart to move out here. And he's like, finally, like, (laughs) like, this is so, like five years ago news, you know? And I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm thinking about just going out there for like a month. Like I have, you know, money for a month or two. And he, and I was like, I'll just see what happens, you know, like apply for a bunch of stuff and blah, blah, blah. He's like, Molly, what are you like? What are you doing? He like, you can't do that. Either you come to LA or you don't. And like, you're here or you're not. And you just make it happen and you just commit to it. And so that was like a huge Thing for me too I'm so thankful for him and that was like a very powerful and grounding conversation for me where it was like I'm not gonna be wishy-washy anymore about this it's like done and I landed here February 7th 2015 and literally have been here ever since without any thought of I mean I left for there was two summers that I left but it was always with the intent of coming back like it was just like God opened other doors for me but it's all it's been like LA for sure for life (laughs) or until he moves me somewhere else but right right. wow that's so amazing so like that was a five year between the time you came out toured the theater made that little declaration at the theater then you went through five years of life which means lots of things happen then you ended up coming out here committing to be here staying with a friend for a little while but then like a couple months in something sort of miraculous happened right so one of my friends from minneapolis Um, when she heard that I was moving out here, she's like, oh, I need to connect you with my friend so-and-so who I went to college with, this small Christian school in Indiana. And he's out there in working in the industry. And he would love to, I'm sure he'd love, like, he's just a nice guy. I'd love to sit down with you, like, connect you, however. So I sat down with him and sure enough, he is just the nicest guy. And um, he is like, oh, I'll help you however I can. And um, he... And that was probably like a few weeks later. He contacts me. He's like, hey, I'm working on the show, which happens to be my favorite show ever that I like had this little declaration about on stage. And he's like, hey, I'm working the show and I have tickets to the first night of the finale of it. Do you want to come? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm busy. <laughs> like, yeah, like this is amazing. And mm-hmm. so I go and I'm sitting there watching it and just like blown away that I'm like, whoa, I was standing on that stage five years earlier wow. and like talking, like dreaming about the show. And here I am watching it. Wow. What? A, like, wow, God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're so crazy. Yeah, 
And then, like, literally, you know, five minutes later or whatever, text come in, comes in from my friend who's working the show. He's like, um, do you want to work tomorrow? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's like, great. Well, meet me downstairs at the entrance to, you know, the theater, and you'll meet with my production manager, and she'll tell you details. And so I did, and there, she's this production manager has, like, a literally, like, 30 second interview with me and she's like have you ever done been a production assistant I'm like no <laughs> and I was like but I've done all this kind of stuff I told her about my like all my experience leading mission trips which is essentially being a production assistant oh interesting <laughs> okay good training yes, good to know. yes I'm like hey trust me I can do this job um but she's like great I'll see you at 7 a.m and I was like <laughs> so my first job ever in the entire entertainment industry is on my number one show that I had ever wanted to work for. And I am there the next morning in the bowels of this arena, like the, you know, the backstage with my all walkied up, like walking past these big, huge stars, like top, like crazy. I'm like, what is happening? Wow. And then I find myself up on that stage later too, like, because there's different things I'm like running for back and forth. I was like, oh my dear goodness. And that... Uh, the Lord was like, are you sure this is your, like, that's as big as you want to dream? Wow. Wow. <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's so always he's like, we did it. <laughs> you made it. You made it. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that was kind of like, I mean, it was not anticlimactic. It was just like, wow, that was so easy. Yeah, so it was, and it was so soon after you moved here. Yeah. So it's like it's all uphill from here, <laughs> or <laughs> or maybe not. Because yeah. then you said you went into a little bit of yeah. a deserty season, which I have so yeah. been there. I yeah. get it. You know, so many people have this LA journey of like, I mean, I don't know, like things are just can be really hard and difficult out here, especially if you have come out here with like. I think even just like this heart for ministry to the to the industry. So my heart has has really never been to like climb to any certain position or like be super successful out here. My heart has been like, God, I want this industry to know you and be set on fire for you and like just feel your love. And I find that so many people who come out here with that same vision, they end up getting slammed hard um, and just tested a lot and. You and I were talking about this prior. It's like it, it's like almost like equal parts like enemy coming at you, and the Lord just being like, "All right, you're gonna be," t-, you know, just like this allowance of Him saying, "Like you're, I'm gonna allow the enemy to to test you and like see see how you do," you know, and because it's, it's just not for the faint of heart out here. And if you don't have a call out here, it's like, what are you doing? Like I don't know why people live out here if they don't have. I mean, that, I mean, it's so different for everybody, but for me, I'm like. It's been so difficult, but because I have this like deep sense of knowing why I'm here, it is like, like my heels are in the ground, yeah. like my, I'm planted here. So yeah, but yeah, it's, there is a lot of hard, 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 hard times out here, yeah. like especially in the provisional category. So yeah, I remember when I came out here kind of on, uh, I think I call it the survey, the land trip. Yeah. So this is about two years before yeah. I came out here after yeah. the Lord had shown me. I've said this on podcast before, but when I said, Lord, I want to be a missionary for y'all go anywhere. I was thinking <laughs> Africa, God, today I need missionaries in Hollywood, which I was like, what? No, what? What? 
they're rich. They don't need, they don't need help. And then I'm like, oh, just kidding. But, but I came out here and a friend had connected me with a bunch of Christians in Hollywood just to chat. And this one woman, I think she was somehow connected to um, the Hollywood Prayer Network or or one Mm -hmm. of the ministry, one of the Mm -hmm. long-term ministries out here in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And she she was very, a lot of people were very real with me and they're like, look, unless you're really called here, there are much easier places to be than LA. I mean, they really, yeah, they really, really told me that. And it's just kind of deceiving because it's on TV. It's so beautiful and fancy, but you get here and you're like, oh no, there's some dark situations. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. No, that's so, well, it's just nice to have friends that like, yeah. so you know you're not crazy. You know what I mean? Right, I'm like, oh, right. okay, so that happened to you too? Cool. Like, yeah. I'm not crazy. But I'm with you, girl. Like, I don't normally talk about this on the podcast, but like all my stuff was stolen. Right. And I was, that was almost like my last thing where I'm like, oh no, I yes. am not leaving. Yeah, exactly. You can try whatever you want. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and that's like the, that's like, I feel like it's like the place that you need to get to in your like your commitment to to being here or wherever you're called you know it's just like i will literally die here before i leave you know like you're like the enemy i think is like so on high alert when he sees these people that are like oh this is real like i'm not here to just to like make money or like be famous or whatever it's like we're here on mission and he'll he'll test that but it's like you gotta i mean you don't want to say that but you're like you gotta kill me first. <laughs> I just that. cancel that. I cancel that. We're not saying that. We're not saying that. But well, everyone does eventually move on to the next really place. Do. So you know, you know we it's God that we graduate. Exactly. The, the heavenly realms. That's right. In, that's in right. Jesus name. That's right. That's right. That's so good. But now it's sixty years from now. Exactly, girl. I I love that. It's good. Um. Okay, so now I want to talk a little bit about these very cool ministry moments that you told me about. So, y'all, I just need to tell you, like, we can't reveal the names of the shows, but, like, these are shows y'all watch every week. We can't. We can't. But these are shows y'all watch every week. Like, one of them is actually my favorite show. So some of my close friends might know. No, just kidding. But, um, but yeah, I'd love for you to just, like, share some of those ministry moments. Like, they were so fun to hear. I was, like, Mm -hmm. having... A great time listening. Great time. Um, so yeah, one of the shows that your you were talking your favorite show. Um, <laughs> I can't. I, I've worked two seasons of this particular show. It's a reality show, but um, the, I work on it with another one of my friends who's also a believer. We go to the same church. We all are in the same community together. Yes, I'm in the community with these girls. <laughs> um, so my friend and I were just kind of like. I don't know. We're just like on mission, you know, like that's literally what it's about on any of these sets that I go on. It's like, I'm on mission, like looking for the opportunity to like show off Jesus, you know? And, um, so we had both started having some cool experiences with people just ministering to them and we start sharing them with each other. And so we're just kind of like tag teaming, like, Oh, let me get this person for you to pray with whatever. And I had been praying for people for, like, physical healing in their bodies and had just had, like, um, a really cool experience, like, the second day on the job praying for one of my bosses who got – I prayed for her arm to be healed and it was healed right away. And she was just like, what is this? Who are you? (laughs) You know? So I had shared this with my friend and she's like, oh, let me go get the stage manager. He has – he's got, like, carpal tunnel and – I don't know, maybe he'd he'd be open for you praying for him. And so sure enough, he comes outside and uh, of the studio and we're just like standing up out 
on the lot. <laughs> and um, I was like, hey, you know, my name's Molly and I like, I believe in physical healing, like God, that God can heal people. And I hear that you have this, you know, pain. Are you okay? Like, are you open to me praying? He's like, absolutely. And I was like, well, I pray to Jesus. Is that okay with you? He goes, well, I'm Jewish. Is that okay? <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, let's do it. And so I prayed, just asked, just like super simple prayer, like, you know, blah, 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 bing, bang, boom, done. Pray. And I'm like, check in with him. Like, so do you feel anything? Like anything different? How's it feel? And he's like testing it out. He's like, no, I don't really feel anything, whatever. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll just pray one more time. We'll just give it another shot. You know, like sometimes it happens right away. Sometimes, it, you know, it might not happen. Who knows? We're just trying. practicing. We're just practicing, <laughs> you know? And so it was just like so low key, low pressure. Some, I think people feel the pressure to like, if, they, if they're not healed, they're like, oh, there's something wrong with me. And I'm like, no, just go with the flow. So I prayed for him. He doesn't get healed. But I go, are you like, what, tell me about what you're like experiencing or feeling. And he just like looks at me. He's probably like, I think like mid forties to late forties, early fifties. I don't know. just like a middle-aged kind of guy. And he just looked at me just like, I just feel peace. I like feel, and he got like teary looking at me. He's Aww. like, I just feel really just happy. Aww, I, love <laughs> I was like, well, praise God. There you like. Wow. That's that's beautiful. And from that moment on, like, I think that was the first season that I worked on the show. And so um, the second one, like, every time I see him, basically, he's just, like, really warm and, like, hi, how are you doing? You know, like, it really meant, it touched him really deeply, even though it wasn't, like, a physical healing. He got, like, touched in his spirit, which was so cool. So I love that. And that's Jesus, I, the Prince of Peace. Totally. I lo- that's wow. what I love doing on shows. Just, like, nothing to lose, you know? But just, like, this, I know these are setups and God has planned them in advance. Like, let's do it. So... Wow, that's so powerful. Yeah. Wow, I just love it. I love it. I love hearing this. I mean, and, and so just so people know, like you're right now, you're a PA, production assistant. Mm-hmm. So so you had told me earlier, which, you know, I don't know why this is interesting to me because Jesus like served from such this like yeah. low place or whatnot. But yeah. like you were telling me earlier, and I don't know a ton about Hollywood, but mm-hmm. that being a production assistant is kind of like the lowest. Yeah, like there's zero glamour about the job. It's like... If you're a PA, you're not, like, looking to be a career PA. Everybody's, like, looking to do something else in the industry. And that's where, you like, everybody starts as a production assistant. There, I mean, maybe there's a few stories here and there of somebody who has not been a PA. It's, like, just, like, where everybody starts. And that's where I am right now. And, like, all this last year, I, like, last September till, like, up until COVID hit, I was working really consistently. God was like really popping off jobs. And I had it in my mind. I was like, I think I'm going to go after like producing. Like Mm. I want to learn all that I can to become a producer. Um, And he was like opening those kind of doors and putting me in relationship with some really like influential producers. And then COVID kind of hit and things just got weird and funny. And now I'm like, (laughs) ah, I actually don't know if I want to work these. Like you basically, when you work on a show, like, you hop from show to show. You don't, like, get hired on long-term with any of these shows, barely. Right. You you're, know? like, a freelancer. You're 100% yeah. freelance. So people also don't understand that. They're, like, yeah, they don't. well, I just interviewed for, like, a nonprofit job a couple months ago. And they're looking at my resume. And they're, like, I see, like, all of these shows. Like, there was, like, 10 to 12 or 15, maybe. Wow. They're, like, why? 
wouldn't you stay on these shows? I'm like, oh, that's not how it works. <laughs> like some of these jobs are like literally two days, one day, a week, a month. And then you like literally hustle your brains out to find the next show. Wow. Um, but then when you like, so some of the like more well-known shows that I've worked for, it's like you work, you can work like maybe like, you know, three to six months out of the year or something like that. Um, crud, I've lost my train of thought on that one. It's all right. Uh, we like to just be real here. We don't like to be real. <laughs> no, you were talking about... Okay, so speaking of that show, yeah. you told me you had like a really key relationship with someone that was like yeah. totally an assignment from the Lord. Oh, Do you want to yeah. share more about that? Yeah, it's just very high level share, like broad stroke of it. But I, I don't know. God just kind of set me in a pretty interesting position as as a production assistant with um a very influential person on one of the shows that I work for and um <laughs> it's hard, like how do we even say it but well just suffice it to say like god it's I almost I, this is so like dramatic to say but it almost feels like date like Moses is it Moses in the castle you know working like with who's he work with Shoot, I'm going to sound like a total dork. No, you're not. Uh, or like David, you know, just like these like meagerly me, me, me men in these like precarious situations, but they somehow like are all of a sudden in front of the king, you know, like yeah. their royal subject, whatever. And I, like, again, I say that's like so dramatic to say of my situation, but it's like how I can relate to it right now. It's like all of a sudden I'm in this position of like serving this person day in day out and like in the nitty gritty details of their life and um maybe they don't have the best reputation I guess you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. but God has given me like crazy favor with them and um like and also given me a lot of grace to deal with some of the tough stuff with them too yeah um and I've seen God like soften their heart like in a in a major <laughs> way like to to me and like just in general that's like it is only God's favor and I had been connected to them a few years prior and then it just kind of like was cut off but then God brought it back around this interesting like opportunity and he's like totally redeeming it and like showing me he's like like so after this person that's so i know it's like so vague but it's like it is a huge huge opportunity and i'm like god you are like so on all these people you know like you aren't you don't give up on any of these people they have so many chances to like receive your love you know and i don't know it's been a huge blessing and challenge all at the same time so I mean it's just so fun because you know the more people I talk to I mean even a lot of people at our church they they have these almost like secret missionary like assignments you know and you're just talking to people and you're like you do what for who what you know it's like so amazing but I've heard so many of them that I just know this is God's way because these people cannot walk into a church necessarily they would be bombarded they would be bombarded by people 
So yes. like the, God almost needs to send these secret people yeah. into their life. And, yeah. and it's so beautiful. Like it, I can feel the Holy Spirit right now. Like I, I just love it. Like when I hear these stories, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. That's the coolest like, thing ever. Like, so strategic. You know, it's like if, I, if they're not going to come into you guys, like I'm going to bring y'all into their lives and it's just going to be so easy and natural, you know? And that's the thing is like, um, I think Christians get like a, a bad rap for being weird about how they go about their ministry. Like, oh, come to our church and come drink our coffee and we'll pray for you. And then people are like, like celebrities or whoever, they're like, yo, y'all are crazy, you know? But if you get a believer who goes into like the backstages of these places and just as like a normal person is just praying under their breath for crying out loud. It doesn't even have to be anything huge. It's like literally your presence Mm -hmm. that God has like told me that over and over and over again. Like even if it feels like nothing is happening, it's like just you being here in this hallway with these people right now, Mm -hmm. like I am in you, you know, like the God who like the power of Jesus is in you. And how is that not going to shift an entire floor of people that are in front of you, you know, that are going out to speak to or perform for millions of people on stage right now, you know, like think about that. I'm like, wow. But anyway, that was my favorite. No, that was like so perfect. This is, I mean, it's just so fun that like the Lord even led me to do this podcast because getting to hear these stories, I'm just like, this is so awesome. Like I just, I probably enjoy it more than anyone. (laughs) That's so cool. That's so cool. Okay. So you're, you're doing this, but you have bigger dreams. You've had some dreams about this for like years. Right. Like talk to us more about that or whatever you want to share. And here's the thing, Malls, I kind of said this before, but like, we just never know who's going to be listening. So like if people like have, I don't know, any yeah. way they want to help you yeah. or who knows? We don't know. Like yeah. y'all reach out to me and I'll, I'll see about connecting <laughs> you. So anyway. Totally. Um, well, I keep talking about ministry stuff and we didn't touch on this, but it's like for a few years I have been a, like, I decided to be like an actual like missionary quote unquote. Like I sent out a support letter to people and like have been raising finances and like, again, I can't stress it enough. It's like, I didn't come out here to like, do any one thing particularly in the industry, but like minister to people out here. So it's like, it literally, it is my job to be a missionary and like go to these places. But, um, so with that, God has given me like certain ministry ideas that I have been like praying about and going after for a while. And one of them has been like, because of my like youth background and all the the fun experiences I've had with youth, um, especially like taking them to camps and retreats. I'm God started talking to me, like, I think in 2007, like, Hey, you also can do those things. And you remember how powerful and effective and fun those are for these kids. Mm. Imagine taking people from the entertainment industry mm. who are adults, uh, but like offering them just a crazy fun experience away from Hollywood for like a weekend, a week, whatever it is, get them out of there, take their, not take their phones away, but like ask them to like disconnect for a few days and just like have crazy fun, pump them with like spiritual truth and like whatever it looks like, you know, and, um, you know, break them into small groups so they can like really start like 
encouraging other people and like realizing like oh we have like I think one of the biggest um deficiencies out here in LA is lack of family and community mm-hmm. and um that's one of the things that has not been a deficient deficiency for me at all that's like what I've had the most of which I'm so thankful for wow. but I want to also introduce people to that and so I think like this retreat conference idea with entertainment people is like God is like so on that for me right now and it's like really like write it down get it get it going and even just in this last month just one person that I've gotten connected to in the industry that I've been like doing like participating in like a small group with him and some other people in the entertainment industry um i found out that he also has a similar vision and dream of these retreats wow we found this out at brunch the other day and i was like wait what (laughs) and he's like wait what wow and uh, he just has like you know a much larger platform than i do and not that the platform matters but it's just like he can reach so many people that i could not reach and to like start potentially working towards these not potentially we are like gonna work towards like creating these places for artists to come away retreat unplug and get filled with the lord you know it's like that's like one of my seriously my my longest biggest dreams that that has long-standing dreams that i feel like is starting to like gain some fun momentum wow i love that that's so exciting that is so cool miles what um do you want to share anything about the 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 production company thing or kind of just called you out on it (laughs) sorry about that Um, or we can just save that for later yeah i mean (laughs) i up to you yeah i mean i went back to school a little while ago like to get my master's in entertainment business and one of the things i had to do was create my own real or not I had to create my own entertainment industry company, whatever I wanted it to be. And like, I had no idea. I was like, I don't know. I mean, and this is obviously like a hypothetical thing here, like creating a business plan for it. It's not like school, whatever. So, um, I felt so clearly the night that I like had to make my decision. I was like, I have no idea. I have no idea. And then I was like, God, what is it? And I feel like he gave me an idea to start a reality television production company. Cause that's just like been an area of TV. I know it's so trashy and so bad, so much of it, but like, I, I like from the beginning of when Survivor started back way back when I'm like in, I like wrote papers on it. (laughs) Like just like something in me is like, this is amazing. So God is like, create a reality television company that creates like family friendly, socially conscious stuff. And I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) And he gave me the name for everything. And, um, I think that's like, it's still like a sitting baby still, sure. you know, like maybe not even, um, what do you want to call it? Fertilized? Do you want to... <laughs> <laughs> Might need some funds to be fertilized. Funds. Yeah. Funds to be fertilized or people. Yeah. So we don't, yeah. I don't know, but God is, you know, he surprises me and maybe that will be like, Oh, surprise. That's actually what this year is all about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know. But to me, that also feels like so far off and so big. Like this dream. Like, but it's like he he blows me away. Like that working for that show when I first came out here. And it's like, that's so far. Like, how does one ever, how does one ever work in the industry? I don't know how it works. <laughs> and he like did it. And he's like, it's like that. I just do it. <laughs> So maybe that's what's going to happen with this company. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you have to put your own effort into it as well. It's not just going to happen, but right, right. co-partnering with the Lord, which is, which is super fun and exciting too. So, 
It is fun and I don't exciting. think it's just going to pop out of the air. No, I don't think it pops out of the air. <laughs> but he is really sweet and kind, and I love that so much, yes. and a good papa. Oh, that's so cute. So what would you, what kind of advice would you give to maybe someone sitting in small town Iowa right now that, like, right. their heart lit up at one point in their life about yeah. doing um, TV film stuff? Like, what advice would you give to someone who has a similar heart to you? I mean, it's a good question. I, well, there's a couple parts to it. It's like, if you, oh, yeah, you hear that truck? There's a big <laughs> truck outside, y'all. Big, uh... <laughs> it's our special effects studio in full effect. Obviously, I Cue need some. Cue the truck. When Molly talks about <laughs> advice for the industry, cue the truck. Obviously, I need some funding <laughs> for real equipment. Exactly. This is actually why I came on here. This is my altar call now for Lindsay Morgan Snyder's podcast. If you would, if you, if you feel led to sponsor a podcast, have we got an opportunity for you? I'm like sweating because that's definitely yeah, not the purpose. The, we're sweating because the air conditioning has to be turned off in this house so that her microphone on her phone. Please, somebody donate money so we can use air conditioning next time we record. Please. Sorry, Malls, we have to turn off the air conditioning because we're going to get feedback on the cell phone microphone. Literally holding her cell phone. That's how we do it. Yeah, I am. I'm going to hold my cell phone. OMG. So this is our advice to you if you want to do this. Just start, do something. Well, yeah. I mean, that... I think that was the Lord, actually, because before I get, like, all crazy and, like, think I have something amazing to say, it's like, just start. Like, just start with something small. Move towards your dreams. But beyond that, it's like really just pray like ask god like what's what's your vision what's your heart i prayed so much so much so much but then when you pray like you can pray so much and then god's just like well wait you're you're waiting for me to like make a move i'm like literally waiting for you to make the move i know i've like heard your prayers eight seven million thousand quadrillion times and it's like you're an adult you can like move out here now too so uh, my advice is to to do what you need to do to make it happen. Like, and if it's not supposed to, ha- like, if it's not the right timing, God will make that clear. But it's like I think we like overcomplicate, over spiritualize it. You know, like okay. I I don't know. But um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, why she thinks about it? I'm going to tell you that she was making fun of my um. My journal, my journal um, notes right here. Was I? <laughs> yes. You go, oh, I needed to see this where someone just does it when they don't have Oh, like- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's just, so I mean, I'm, I'm like literally speaking to myself about like, you have this big dream and you're like, well, what do I do? I feel overwhelmed. You're like, well, just like do something. And Lindsay's like literally <laughs> writing the notes to this interview on this scratch piece of paper. <laughs> bullet points parents and holding her cell phone so it's like she's literally doing something and watch it blows up into this huge amazing podcast and he has this name hallelujah follow your passions that's all i gotta say follow your passions follow the lord he'll take care of you might be a little clunk along the way but you'll make it hallelujah keep going just keep going keep going going. we should be singers probably oh (laughs) oh yes (laughs) 
You know Garth and Cat from SNL? <coughs> no. Oh. The people, all six of you might might know. I've heard of Garth and Cat from SNL. <laughs> Tom, Tommy and I, my pastor from Evergreen, we do a mean Garth and Cat. If you haven't watched them, look them up for, on SNL. Like oh, YouTube. shoot. Is it like something you That's can do like, on voice or is it like video? On voice? Meaning like when Tommy comes on to the podcast, yeah. can you be like a quick little guest? I, we could do a Garth and Cat <laughs> guest appearance. Gosh, we were talking about doing it for announcements one time for church. I like that. I like that. You got to love going to a church that's called the Hollywood. It's so fun. So many creative creatures. It's the best. Well, anyway, it looks like at the end of my scrap paper, like we're done. We, we have the hour and 36 minute mark. <laughs> Just kidding. We literally so, have been talking for like two and a half hours. Though. I know. It's fun though, right? Yeah, it's so fun. So fun. We just have fun, y'all. We just have fun. So thanks for being here. We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.